Stu, I, I don't know about this season four thing, man. I mean, we're getting bigger now. People are recognizing me at the job center. I have my nan listen to the show as, as well as my mom, and I, I just don't think I can take the pressure. It's all a, a little too much. Fame is such a high cost of pay, and I don't think I have the credit available. Free beer? Okay, yeah. Welcome to the Log Logs. Points of view with Thomas Stew. I'm Tom. He's Stew. Say hello, Stew. Hello, everyone. Yes, guys, we're back again. The podcast with all the bees of a beer hive, brewski, bros, banter with an A, and bonfires. If you're wondering what that last one's for, that's to burn our undies tomorrow after another morning of malt-induced diarrhea. <laughs> Happens a lot around here. Stu, baby, how are you? Tom. Yes. Thirsty as usual. <laughs> for beer, not is. for picks, but for beer. Thirsty, this man. Uh, that's good, man. So I, I think you're gonna you're gonna have your thirst quenched this evening because uh, we have our first proper show this episode in line with the theme of this season. And that mm-hmm. is each episode we're offering up a side of incredible interviews to go along with your multi-main. And on the menu tonight, we have a chat with beer master Mike Garrett, a TV superstar, but still humble enough to chat with a couple of goons like us. And we're going to be covering his personal beer recommendation, Thornbridge J. Purr, which I'm sure will have us rattling like a couple of kittens. Is the last thing, the last, last oh, part, oh, per, last part okay. of beer, yeah, right, last little bit, okay, yeah, that tied in with um, Stu. Let's <laughs> jump right in for some mouth to mouth resuscitation with tonight's offering, if you don't mind. Are, we, are you saying we could drink beer now? You can drink, but let the drinking commence, please. Yes, way, way, Stu. Have you tried this one before? I have. I had a tin of this at Christmas, mm. and I wasn't too taken by it. Ooh, I thought okay. it was... I'm trying to remember if it you was You can say hockey. shit, it's okay. Don't um, worry, Mike's not listening, so... <laughs> so... You won't break his heart. I'm trying to think, maybe it'll be better now, who knows. Lost, man. But the little tin I had over the Christmas holidays didn't leave me wanting more. Okay. So I, I'm hoping to be impressed. Well, as I say, fingers crossed, Matt. I cannot remember if I've had this. I've been told by numerous sources that I've tried this before, but I cannot remember it. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be kind of like a, uh, a fresh one for me tonight or a, a new beer for me tonight. Um, are you pouring? I shall. Go for it, buddy. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. I'm going to wait. I'm going to be too too speedy with my mouthful. I'm going to give it a bit of time. Taking that smell. It smells good. It smells quite zingy. It, it does, actually. It does have quite a fruity citrus smell to it. Mm. Right, yo. Cheers, Cheers. Bud. Hey, not as bad as before, actually. <laughs> it's 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 okay. It's okay. Tastes like a proper classic Indian Pale Ale to me. Indian Pale Ale 101 um, with kind of an extra little bit of bite 
than you normally would have with oh, a lot yeah. of standard IPAs. 5.9%. Mm. It's, it's definitely better. It's kind of yeah. got the, that, that better aftertaste that always makes me think back to the kind of like a, like a paracetamol. Yeah, I know what you mean. Of, it's hard like, to not think about that. In the back of the, yeah, with that taste, it has got a little bit of extra bitterness, but I think I'm kind of into it. Um, so yes, let me fill in the audience, our listeners, with uh, what's happening with this beer. Yes, this is a Jazzy J Poor, standing at a feisty 5.9% from Thornbridge, a fairly newish independent brewery, founded by Jim Harrison and Simon Webster in 2005. They initially set up show at the grounds of Thornbridge Hall, an English country house in Derbyshire. But in 2009, they moved into a brand new brewery built at Riverside in Bakewell. Their output began when they recruited two young brewers to craft their initial beers, who for some reason are not named on the website at all. So that's nice of them. Um, (laughs) I went well with them. (laughs) Apparently not. The most well-known beer, arguably, uh, is this, their India Pale Ale and Cocoa Wonderland. The oh, chocolate yeah. water, which I've seen uh, about quite a bit. Yeah, that, that you see that in Morrison's often yeah. enough. Yeah, have not tried that one myself, but um, I think I probably will uh, take a punt on that one quite soon. Um, but yeah, they've tried their hand at a lot of other stuff with their back catalogue containing uh, Bitter, Hairless, and interestingly enough, a Kolsch-style beer called Zara, which is um, a German style you don't see too often over here. It's like a lighter, creamier Pilsner, mm-hmm. which sounds fantastic, uh, along with a lot of interesting seasonal beers. They do a lot of spirit barrel-aged beers too. So oh. hop on their website and order yourself something nice for your engagement party or first day of school, whatever. I, I could just see the right postman yo. rolling a barrel down the street, <laughs> Sli- slipping that Who the fuck ordered this. <laughs> oh, my cocoa wonderland's arrived. <laughs> Roll it around the back, boys. That's uh, one reason to sky for sure. Waiting for that bad boy to land. So, Stu, yeah, I think it's that time of the evening where we should fill each other in with what been what we've been uh, sipping on. This week, it's yes. Last Beer's Watch. Stu, like please. What have you been <laughs> having? A... <laughs> what have you? <laughs> Whichever, <laughs> either one, either one is yes. acceptable. Uh, what have you been having a go on this week, dude? I had a few beers last week, and there's been two standout brewskis. Ooh, I'm just having to tell you about. Please let me know. Uh, the first one came from the, the Scotland Beer 52 box. Pleasant. And, <laughs> and it's from a, a brewer we're no stranger to, uh, West Breweries GPA. Pale. German Pale Ale. Yeah, you were talking yes. about this one on the unboxing we did. Mm-hmm. Of uh, of our beer fifty twos, I was intrigued. Like, how did this one? Um, how did this one taste? Ah, oh, it was just like a light as a cloud, mm. just crisp, just easy drinking a little beer. Like a uh, more kind of bitter or hoppy or malty uh, or where was almost it? Almost as if it was like a lager. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I'm guessing it leans on the 
German pale lager side, yes. or it's more Aye, well, a hybrid of that and pale ale. That's it. It always seems their stance always seems to be like a German brewing style, mm. but done in Scotland. I had quite a few now thinking, obviously, that GPA was a first. Uh, the St. Mungo Hills Lager was another. Mm. That was what we had uh, on tap. Beautiful, beautiful lager, yeah, uh, especially uh, on draft. Glasgow's uh, fa- most famous beer garden <laughs> that we couldn't sit in. And they saw us coming, I think, to be honest, boy. They're like, close that <laughs> back now. And then at Christmas, I was gifted uh, four tins of their Four West which was uh, another style lager that they did. Mm, so. More like a standard lager. Aye, kind of, from, yeah. I think it was just craft lager that they, craft they lager. pitched it as. Uh, so, yeah, the the German pale ale, lovely. And then on Saturday night, I decided it, it was like be a roulette, just reach in the fridge, grab a tin, and it turned out to be cherry on top. Stuart Bruins. Ooh. Black Forest Gato Milk Stout. <laughs> How was this? It was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was surprisingly good. Really? Um, I, it was six point five percent. Okay, that that Wait, would push it in the good direction. It was either sure. five point five or six point five. But either way, I was pissed off of one can. Perfect. Perfect. Are you sure well, you're remembering this right? Or... So, yes, I remind lying down on the couch and struggling to get back up. <laughs> struggling to breathe. We're sitting watching uh, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre and just making really blunt, uh, over-the-top reactions. That, oh, he's dead. Oh, oh no. Fuck. Just being loud and silly and just laughing at the bloodshed. I can't wait for our next cinema trip. You're so, a treat to take, clearly. So this um, Black Forest Gato milk stout fucking worked its magic with me, and I was a, a giggling fool by the end of it. <laughs> what more can you ask for? Yes. Seriously. This is why we drink. <laughs> to forget <laughs> who we are. <laughs> oh, speak for yourself. I drink for the flavour. Okay. Sure. I didn't need to be so audible. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of flavour there. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed Good like it struggled. Flavor. Solid flavour. <laughs> <laughs> so, young Thomas. <laughs> well, from the looks of you, you've had a couple this week. I have had a couple this week, but um, I made this note for this next beer uh, before I had those couple because we were meant to re- be recording on Friday. So I'm going to talk about that one. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Seamless, smooth transition. I just think honesty is the best policy, Stu. Um, so you're just the one for me. Sierra Nevada. Have you heard of this one? Ooh, this is a little green label. Yeah. Uh, India Pale Ale. It's a, it's an APA, Ooh, an American okay. Pale Ale. And I see this one round a lot. Yeah, I and, do as well. Yeah, it's quite common. I just, I really wanted to stretch my legs a little bit and try something I usually don't. Me not being a huge fan of the style 
but mm-hmm. I'd heard this one was really good, and yeah, it delivered in spades. I, I think it was really? one of the most well balanced beers I've ever tried. Sweet maltiness, mm-hmm. but citrus hoppiness, bitter but crisp, freshian. It was the full trifecta. And I think, like when I tried Adnam's Lighthouse last year, and with that, I finally found a golden ale I, I really dug. With this one, I finally found an American Pale Ale I really like too. B- big recommendation from me. I was, I was very, very surprised in a good way. And I can mm-hmm. definitely see this becoming kind of one of my usuals that uh, I partake in for sure. Uh. I think it's quite pricey for what it is like it's only kind of a little baby bottle yeah but it is really really a good quid. yeah yeah really I'm, good it's always one of those ones you look and it's it's not got the most like uh maybe attractive or eye-catching artwork compared to all your sort of the, the craft beer you get nowadays Definitely. where the art on the can is more important than maybe the content inside the tin yeah i Whereas, think that's what I liked that about it, Sierra, what was it Sierra Nevada? Nevada, yeah, yeah. It just kind of looks like a traditional, old-fashioned type of beer. It really does. It really does. And, it's got like a painting on it, and it's kind yeah. of hand-drawn. And I think that's why it kept catching my eye. But I think the fact that it was a, it was it was an APA was kind of putting me off. I was like, you know, no, I'd rather stick with something else. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's a, it's a bit of a, a hidden gem for yeah. sure. You're the um, second person that's kind of has come out and said, this is <laughs> come like out of the closet and said, like, wait a minute, <laughs> this beer is actually really good. Looks can be deceiving. For, no, for sure, for sure. But I think that, like you said, I think it's got a bit more of a laid back kind of uh, vibe to it in terms of just the beer itself and the actual uh, presentation of the artwork and, and the packaging and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, definitely uh, jump onto that if you get a chance. Yeah, I'll definitely look out. By the time I've gone through my backlog of beer. Yeah, tell me about <laughs> it, man. I'm not complaining. It's a good problem to have, very good problem to have. Um, so, yeah, we're going to pause right here. On this evening's or, merrymaking. Or, or. Oh, okay. She's got, she has something very final, crucial to say. Final thoughts in the Japu? To, oh, I was going to transition. Li- I was going to leave, leave it after the transition because. Okay, forget um, everything I've just said um, and start your line again. I was going to, yeah. Okay. okay, okay. Oh, I'm just feeling a bit of stress now. Okay, so. Just read the fucking lines. So we're going to. I'm gonna do something. Um, something to do with uh, something to do with editing. <laughs> We're gonna pause right here. And uh, via that, again, the... I clapped over you. <laughs> Stop giving me the clap. Um, that's not the sound I wanted. That's not good acoustics, right there. Uh, so yes, via the wondrous mysterious convenience of time travel or it might just be editing Stu said he's going to decide after we record we bring to you dear listener our interview with mr mike garrett take it away tom and Stu. right ladies and gentlemen tonight we've got a very special segment for you we have superstar home brewer and beer masters veteran 
Mike Garrett here to uh, to talk with us, uh, talk about his time on the show and getting some kind of beer talk, if that's all right. Mike, how are you, bud? You okay? Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm really happy to have you here, bud. Uh, it's an honor. Glad to be finally uh, chatting to you as well. We've got well, Stu's here as well. Stu. <laughs> <laughs> no, my co-host, Mr. Stuart Sutherland, uh, is here. Uh, to help me get into the nitty gritty of um, how James Blunt is in real life, um, Mike's going to fill us in. To... <laughs> well, I will choose my words very carefully on that one. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, straight from the top, we uh, I think me and Shu are both very interesting. Mike is 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 kind of how you initially got into craft beer, and how did you meet your brewing partner, uh, Richard? I mean, I like a lot of people. Uh, my sort of age tried the sort of uh, the kits back in the sort of the 80s and 90s yeah. which were they, they, they weren't brilliant let's just put it this way and we I think we've all made some pretty pretty terrible beer from them <laughs> um, so I sort of left them alone for a bit and then I was um, I was coming up for retirement from the fire service and I was sort of looking for something to fill my time and um, just got chatting with my wife and said so, you know we you know I fancy, fancy brewing some more beer again so we went to a local homebrew shop with the intention of buying another kit because I'd heard they, they, they'd come on a long way. Mm. Uh, they had uh, a rep in from uh, Grainfather, and they were doing a, a demonstration day uh, with free beer. So I uh, so booked, booked to go on it, and um, my wife accidentally bought it for me for my uh, anniversary present. So <laughs> walked away with a brand new Grainfather, and that was it. <laughs> Got to start brewing beer then. Yeah, had to, had to learn right from scratch. Uh, so yeah, that's how, how I got into so brewing that, and then on, on the back of that, I was out with um, Rich, who I know from the from the rugby club. He was one one of our sponsors, and I was chairman at the time. And we were sort of uh, just having a chat and talking talking over a beer and that. And um, he had this idea of um, starting or sort of restarting uh, um, an old brewery that used to be in Paul uh, called Dolphin Brewery uh, back in the I think it was back in the fifties. It got taken over by. Couple of the one of the big like, I think it was Strongs of Romsey, which was tied into Marston's and uh, okay. things, and they 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 literally bought it for their estates, so got rid of the brewery, kept all the pubs and that, and they had 50, 60 pubs in around Dorset. And Rich's idea is he he loves the history of he Rich doesn't brew himself, but loves the history of uh, of all of that, and used to in fact you can still find them now bottles that get washed up in the because they were literally were just dumped the bottles were dumped off the quay in Paul, oh. um, and whole bottles still get washed up now. Um, hmm. on, on the beach, you can pick up bits of broken glass and and things. Uh, so that's how I got in in with him. Um, yeah, so yeah, we just sort of like as I said over a beer, just decided that we might uh, try brewing our own beer and, and try selling it. So uh, <laughs> well, all the best, all the best ideas happen uh, over a beer. A lot of the time, this is why yeah. the show exists. So yeah. we, we've all got beer to thank for that. So did you have to invest in a, a new bathtub? Or was it all done in your shed back then? How, whereabouts uh, was it all st- done? We, we started in the kitchen. So in the kitchen, um, yeah. Started in Burn Burn in the kitchen. Um, and wife very, very, very quickly got a little bit annoyed with that because <laughs> well, the room stank yeah. of it for you know hours and hours afterwards. <laughs> and always, I mean, unfortunately, it's a wooden floor, so we're being very, very careful not to spill anything. Um, <laughs> So we, we came to an agreement that I would build her a summer house and the garden. But before it became a summer house, it had to double as a brewery as well. So Of course, yeah. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, if, you've, if you've watched the, the show Beer Masters, that, that, that's, 
that's her summer house down the garden. So, uh, oh, brilliant. Looks brilliant. suspiciously like a brewery now. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of beer masters, obviously the show is on Amazon Prime. But what I'd like to know is how did you uh, come to be involved with it in the first place? That that was completely by accident. Um, I've been brewing down the down the brewery on uh, and ju- I just finished. I was just enjoying a, the, the the late afternoon sunshine, sipping a beer, and thought I'd just check Facebook. And I was on one of the local brewers groups, flicking through, and there's an advert came up that said, and somebody said, "Has anybody seen this?" Um, does anybody does anybody know anything about it? And there was a, there was a link on there, um, so I had a quick look at it, um, and it was one of those sort of like clickbait ones. So you have to fill in the first page before you can see what uh, the next page is. And I thought, right. oh, so I, by the time I looked at every single question, I I filled the whole application form in, um, and then in the last thing was, uh, can we can you send us a photograph? So I quickly took a photograph of me sat in the garden with a beer. Uh, <laughs> sent it off and then I phoned Rich up and said I've just entered us into a competition <laughs> and it was, was a nice surprise for him it was yeah it was it was a little bit of a shock but we didn't hear anything for about oh, a month six weeks so we just assumed there was loads of I saw loads of other posts on Facebook saying people have had their interviews and somebody said my partner's dropped out does anybody else want to do it and so we'd heard right. that all, then all of a sudden out of the blue we had a phone call and then it was just this you know do you mind could, can you do a casting interview uh, which we did together over. Um, obviously, bear in mind this is right in the middle of COVID. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did all the the interviews over over Skype and um, uh, and uh, yeah, and just it just went from there. Got all the way through. It was quite funny because I, I was actually away working at um, the Glasby Festival site, and one of, one of the interviews we did was with head of innovation at Stella, I think it is. Oh. Um, and he was asking us because what part of it was a technical question because up to that point they they'd not tasted any of our beers they didn't know mm-hmm. whether to brew or not um, so yeah I was trying to do a a technical questionnaire with this with this guy over over Zoom and uh, I'm stood in the field with the <laughs> Glastonbury Festival's main stage in the background chucking <laughs> it down with rain and I'm trying to hold a conversation with somebody because it was the only time I could get away so uh, oh, yeah wow. it, was, it was it was quite surreal. Quite so it's a bit of an on-site interview uh, yes. for the job. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and that, that was that was that was pretty much it. It just it said each stage. I couldn't believe we'd got to that stage. Mm-hmm. And then when they said that we were down to we were down to the, the last two, we were either going to be the reserve or 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 in it. Um, we just assumed that we were just the, the reserve. Um, and then all of a sudden it all came through, and yeah, brilliant. Off, off we went. Amazing, yeah. Well, I mean, how did that? How did that setup start? Was it? Did they come around your house with cameras, or was it initially um, you going to where everyone kind of got together and, uh, and showcased I, the beers? I think, I think COVID threw a spanner in the works. The original plan mm. of the show was um, they were going to go to everybody's hometown, um, go and visit a local brewery, visit their brewery, mm. um, and get to, so the teams would actually get to know each other beforehand. But obviously, that was that was impossible with COVID. Yeah. Um, so it was all done over Zoom to start with. We were given each each one of the challenges came with a um, with a Zoom call with the person that was going to be involved with it. So obviously there was, oh, there was okay. Stella. I don't want to you know Stella and um, Triple Carmelie and Lefe. So we actually had already met a lot of the guest judges beforehand oh, okay. on the Zoom on Zoom calls. Yeah. Um, and we got to chat with each other and got you know 
And in fact, one evening, I think we had a social, and it was literally, it was just the, the, the 10 competitors on online just chatting with a beer with, with the, with the, uh, with the casting director, uh, which was, which was fantastic just to, mm. just to get to actually finally meet these people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course. So yeah, that was, that was how they did that. Um, and then we were given each challenge uh, by email, um, what the challenge was going to be. Uh, we had to develop our recipes um, and get them all sent back to them. Obviously, because of the way that the, the show was going to be done, they had to check that anything that we were going to do could be scaled. So, you know, just in case the beer did win, they didn't want us to, you know, have gold leaf in it and things, things that were just going to be impossible to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, of course. In fact, we had one of our beers was were, were rejected because the one of the challenges is to brew a beer um, with a, a local ingredient or a local style. Obviously, Dorset doesn't have a, a style of beer. Mm. We're not we're not blessed with anything like that. So I was and we want to use something. We want to use coconut flour. Uh, sorry, um, gorse flowers because they smell of coconut because uh, we've got lots of lots of gorse around. And I knew you could could brew with it, but um, they, they they looked at it in a, on a, obviously on an industrial scale to get that much amount of gorse flour is going to be was going to be impossible. Right. So that that recipe got rejected, and so we had to rewrite that. Um, oh, it literally was rewrite the recipes till they turn around and say yes. You can proceed with that one. When, oh, that, okay. when they that when 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 that was all done, um, we were given a budget to go and buy everything we needed for it. Um, and then the um, the producer director came down with his camera and spent oh was he here twelve fourteen days I think he was with us. Oh, okay. Stayed at the local hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just we well we adopted him actually. I mean he was a fantastic. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't know if you've, you you obviously watched the show and that mm. the, the he's the one that made Paul look absolutely stunning. I mean some of his <laughs> some of his photography. I mean it, it's just it's mind blowing what he's done. And stuff like that. He's made us look brilliant. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was a, a very surreal experience brewing with a camera constantly on you. Mm-hmm. I bet, yeah, I bet. I mean, I, we didn't obviously. You see the show, you don't really kind of uh, start to think how much preparation must go into it in terms yeah. of kind of okaying the kind of uh, the budget and what you're going to use and uh, and things like that. I suppose, obviously, we only see the five episodes and we don't really have a bigger picture, so it's interesting to kind of get that, that from you, that kind of perspective yeah, I mean, on it. It, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a fascinating process, just as I said, mm. to take it from an idea, having to develop the recipe, cost it all out, then go and actually get the mm. stuff, make sure it's all ready. I mean, one of the things we 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 want to put a cinnamon stick in one of them, but we couldn't get cinnamon sticks on the day, so we ended up using ground cinnamon. But we just, I just, luckily I had a catering pack in the in the cupboard and yeah. in the house, which was which was fortunate. And it's trying to remember all those things to make sure everything's in place, um, and then and then dealing with the mistakes you make. <laughs> yeah, I suppose part of the experience, isn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was it was riveting riveting to watch. Um, how, how long was the the filming for the show itself? The actual show, uh, I think we were in. Uh, we all went. We all managed to meet up for obviously the the show. We were all COVID tested, and we all performed our own own little bubble and that. Yeah. Um. We we were up there for about ten days. I think we had. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was the Friday and Saturday with the Sunday off, and then we did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of, of the following week. So uh, yeah, so it's so sort of nine, ten days. Okay. Uh, it was full on, very intense. Yeah, I did. You, you you don't realize quite how much filming they do to get you know, yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes of, of actual finished product 
yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's taken all day to do. It's uh, it was quite entertaining. Chris, you you do, you don't know what take when they've given out the results. Obviously, we've had to. T- we, you, you don't know which reaction you've got when that's the first no, reaction no. you've just been told, yeah. or that's the fourth or fifth take, or um, <laughs> yeah, well, we, we know because obviously, yeah, you, you, your reactions do change slightly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, some cool. of them are the original ones, some of them are the the, the refilmed ones. <laughs> <laughs> Could you be surprised again? <laughs> yes, yes. Can, can you be? Can you be disappointed again? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's the film inside of it. What about the brewing? Obviously, they got you to do five different styles of beer, but did you just have to brew back to back to back mm. all these um, different types? What? How long did that take in total? Uh, we, I said, the, I mean, Casey was with us for he was the producer, the, the cameraman, producer, director. I think that is, I think it's his official title. He was, I said, he was with us for a good two weeks. Uh, I mean, obviously, each each brew took a, a whole day to do. So, you know, we'd keep come around. Oh, so, okay. eight o'clock, set everything up. We'd make sure so, so that we, so that we could reuse anything that we needed to. We always wore the same things every day. So we had to make sure that yeah, we oh, you know, you know, we've always got a black t shirt. I always had a black t shirt on, black oh, shorts. Okay. So that if you film something on one day, you know, of me looking at some grains or, or going. Aren't these nice? Um, <laughs> but if it was the wrong day, it didn't matter. He cut oh, that in. Sure. It mm. matched them all up, so it didn't matter what we were wearing. So we we get brewing about sort of ten o'clock ish, and obviously, uh, you know, five six hour brew um, would would go through. But obviously, there were times that you know things would go wrong. We, you know, I think they gave us. I think we were we were we were allocated ten hours to do it, just in case anything went wrong. Okay. Uh, and you had to restart. So I know the Belgian couple Sven and Nicholas on their first brew, I think they got some calculations wrong. I think they bin the whole lot and restarted again. Oh, and yeah. Okay. I don't know if it, it, I think it made, I think that a bit ad did actually make it into the show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had to um, they, they completely restarted uh, their, their their beer afresh, as it were. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was quite intense. So that was six days um, of filming there, and then we did the other bits at the rugby club. We did some bits down the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, oh, there was the, the 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 barbecue that we had in the garden. That was a that was another evening. He filmed all of that, and yeah, by eight o'clock, he said, "Right, filming goes off now. You're here to enjoy the party." And so it all stopped at that point. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's awesome. Um, well, to get to get back to the beer, is there any specific? What was your kind of your favorite types of beer kind of going into the show? Was there any that, you know, coming up that you were dreading or ones that were coming up that you really fancied brewing because they were, they were your favorite having a go of? The thing is because of the, the start, the style of the program, they were all beers that we don't tend to, to, to brew. So I mean, mm. obviously lagers are quite, quite a specialist, you know, quite, quite a tricky one to, to get right. And especially the, yeah. the challenge to brew two back to back identical. Ah, yeah, the Pilsners, yeah. Yeah, the two Pilsners. That I mean that was that that, that was that was really quite tricky. And obviously the high ABV ones as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean starting to build sort of you know, Belgian quads or barley wines. I mean we've done up to sort of seven, eight percent, but not up to I mean the last one, one of them was between nine and twelve. Mm. Yeah, those those were quite 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 challenges. Um so yeah, they were all a little bit I was a little bit nervous about them. Yeah. But yeah, I was also at the, the I was I was quite pleased, especially with the half side hug that we did, the, the Belgian quad at ten I think it came out at ten point one in the end. 
Yeah. Uh, really, really pleased with that one. I've brewed that again since. So uh, that's, that's one, of, one of my favourites. That's gonna that's gonna that's gonna keep going. That one. Want yeah. to bring out the barbecues? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good in that one. That was the one. Obviously, that was your strong dark ale. I was so pleased for you because that one had like a troublesome brewing process, mm. as I saw on the show, and yeah. it eventually led you to getting uh, like the silver award yeah. for that episode. So I was like so chuffed to actually see there's a mishap, what could go wrong, and then everyone was like, "Kid, what? Knew, this is I knew delicious." Exactly what had gone wrong? I just was going to say so on the TV program. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that's the one right at the end. I said, "When this camera's finished, we'll discuss whose fault this is." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, all, all that happened is the the filter at the bottom of, of the grain powder as Rich was stirring it, he just knocked it off. So it was just gonna everything was, it was there was no filter in there. So we, luckily I had a spare grain powder knocking around. So we just transferred from one to the other and and carried on. But it's a it's a break in the process and it's you know you don't want to do it. But it made for good jeopardy and good television. So uh, ah, exactly, drama. Yeah, definitely. You definitely felt like the underdogs at that point. Like we were really, really rooting for you. I wanted you to to succeed. You know, so yeah. it was good that it all turned out so good in the end. It was brilliant. But yeah, and I was I was very very pleased with that one. I mean, there was a there was obviously a real risk putting cinnamon and things in it because I mean I, I mean I didn't realise it was only talking to uh, I think it was Mika from uh, Hertog Yan that traditionally uh, cinnamon and cloves are used to cover up off flavors in in beer so basically mm. bad, bad brewers used to use them to, to, to <laughs> oh, cover oh. cover mistakes oh. <laughs> you know used in moderation they can they can make some fantastic beers but yeah to a yeah. traditionalist you know uh, you know when he said when he heard that he was uh, i was putting cinnamon in it he was panicking um, <laughs> but he was absolutely fantastic uh, i mean I, I obviously i've never met him before the show but it, from the it, his brewing ethos is, is just is just phenomenal yeah he's just he is just such a big man in presence when you speak to him and that uh and he was very kind he's um offered if we're ever over to actually you know pop in and uh and, and to brew with him one day so uh yeah. that's something definitely to take on awesome okay mike uh what have you learned from the show and that you are now putting into practice when it comes to brewing the James was on about your dodgy pipes at one point. Have you have you sorted those out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that, that I, I think it was the the, the preparation. Um, I think we I think we got very um, almost relaxed in our brewing. That yeah, because we, we'd done the same things over and over again. Mm. Yeah, we used to brew the same beer time and time again. But when we were challenged to brew something different. Yeah, it was the concentration. I think was uh, was was let us down a couple of times. So, uh, mm. but yeah, so yeah, this this get the process right, get it sorted out, get get everything in place beforehand. I think it's the big thing that we learned from the show. Mm. Was that your favourite part of the show, like being being kind of tested in terms of the beer types and and kind of going out of your comfort area, or or was it something else? No, no. I, for me, it was it was it was being challenged to brew. Yeah. Uh, was brilliant i mean at the time it was very very daunting it was you know there's a lot of trepidation and that but once that was done um the actual filming in the studio was was was, was fun yeah know, because mm-hmm. we've done the hard work you know we've been more relaxed you know i mean i mean the what they called the serve challenges i mean yeah. they were we didn't know what they were going to be until the day but i mean they were yeah. they were fillers shall we say mm-hmm. they, they were a bit of fun 
yeah um, yeah they, they were they, they were filler bits the actual challenge of brewing was 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 amazing for me mm-hmm. yeah i was wondering the the parts obviously as you're saying kind of over the fillerish parts with the you know design the labels and design the kind of little uh bar area you did yeah. um and, and things like that was was that stuff that was i don't know how did you feel about it was it kind of what um, you were not there to do or was it kind of a, a little kind of interesting bonus I think it broke the day up it yeah because otherwise it could have been a very boring i mean i imagine watching it it would have been very boring to to or to to, to only be watching us brew um and that mm, i think it, yeah. it possibly provided a little bit a, a little bit of light relief i mean i mean the the one that i enjoyed the most was the the the, the, the photograph getting that oh yeah, yeah. With yeah. The, the, the the perspective yeah one. yeah yeah uh, awesome yeah i mean that was i mean the, the studio that we've done it in, that was actually the, the the back alley leading to the studio where we you know in, in right. um, north london where we had the, the photograph taken and just just getting that all lined up uh, and just seeing how the process of of doing advertising um so yeah i mean it, it did it sort of opened our eyes a little bit more to you know it's, it's not just the you got you got a good beer to start with, but to mm. actually be able to start selling it and things, you need yeah, you need packaging, you need some labels, you need, yeah. you need it to look good, and you need an idea of uh, of where you're going with it. So uh, you saw yeah. it as all part of the the process, the kind of yeah. process. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the etching of the glass was I mean that was fun to do, but yeah. that wasn't it wasn't a great deal to do. In fact, we didn't actually get to etch our glass at all. It was done by somebody else. Oh no, <laughs> they ran out of stuff. It was the oh, bit I was no. really looking forward to doing because I've always wanted to play with one. Oh, um, ruining the yeah, illusion they, now, Mike. They did, they did the first few, but they realised it was going to take more than this sort of hour and a half they delayed. <laughs> um, so the guys just took it off and carried on doing it. Terrifying. <laughs> 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 Saying that the the quintuplicate tumblers looked lovely. Mm. Yeah, uh, so yeah. We, we were we were asked to design the logo, um, but weren't told what the logo was going to be for. So we did a full color logo. So that was the five, and it had the the light light to dark grains in there with the head on it. Aye, so as a, as a picture, it looked fantastic. But then we were told to go into monochrome. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> you know, just black and white or white on clear. You know, mm. it didn't. I don't feel it, it translated as well. Uh, some of the other ones had a better... I mean, the glass was... Perfect. I mean, when we saw the glass, it was perfect. It fitted the bottle and it fitted yeah. the beer style. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, but yeah, I was in, if we'd known what it was for, we, I think we could have done a better logo. But yeah, it was I mean, it was, it was good, but it could it could have been really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, these are these things you find out, isn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah. As we're winding down now... This is the most important part of the whole interview, Mike. It's what, yeah. it's what we, everyone's going to be on their edge of their seats for. Have you got a beer recommendation for us? Something that's what? easy to track down, like something yeah. maybe from a local supermarket. What's your kind of go-to tipple in terms of beer? Uh, my, up till recently, favourite beer was always Thornbridge's Jaipur. Mm. Most amazing beer. And that, I mean, that's mm. easy. You can get that in most places. Waitrose uh, okay. sell it and that. But that, that that was fantastic, but um, I mean, if you can get it, Hertog Yang Grand Prestige, you're unlikely to get it in this country. I've been trying to get it, and it's it's import only. But yeah, that was the the challenge from the the strong Belgian. But yeah, if you can get that beer, that is stunning. Yeah. 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 To, but yeah, uh, I've got that. yeah, jo- Thornbridge's Joypour. Hi, it's fantastic. yeah, I've I've seen that one around. What's is it like an orange tint? 
That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's, is that it's like an IPA? Same sort of statue on it, which is in the the grounds of uh, Thornbridge Hall, I think it is. But yeah, Thornbridge is Jaipur. I mean, if you can get it, Jaipur X, which is there. Jaipur, but ten percent. Ooh, yeah. sounds like a, a good night waiting to, to happen. Doing it, but yeah, it sounds like an early night, Tom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for you and me, definitely. Uh... <laughs> Thank you for that, Mike. Brilliant. Not at all. Uh, one thing before we go, Mike, I would love for you to kind of promote your your social media, or if there's any other anything else you'd like to promote, because I do know you have yeah. this great presence on Instagram where you've been doing a great in-depth A to Z to home brewing, just kind of educating this, this, your newfound audience. Yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to, to look us up, it's uh, Brewer by the Beach on Instagram. Uh, if you have a look for us there. Um, also look for Brewhouse 12, which is the, the new venture that um, myself and uh, the family have sort of taken on. So Richard's still doing the, um, the, the, the very traditional best bitters uh, mm-hmm. and that with uh, with dolphin mm. um, and i've gone on and i'm now doing taking taking some of the stuff we learned in the show so i said um at brewhouse 12 on instagram look us up um hopefully soon we've uh, we should be able to sell online oh, the vagaries of the british licensing system have mean that <laughs> because i brew at home i'm not allowed to license my premises to sell alcohol even online but ah. I, think we found, I think we found a way around it now <laughs> Okay. Yeah. farmers Good. markets thank god <laughs> but we can sell through farmers markets and we already we already are because they get their own yeah. premises license for the, for the day ah, yeah um but to actually do it properly i think i think we've i think we've worked that away i'm not gonna tell you what it is yet but just in case you <laughs> yeah. and it's above board it's legal and above board which is okay. great so, uh, but yeah as I said through house 12 look us up and uh and uh and, and please support us that'd be fantastic yeah yeah guys do that and um, get on that support mike and yeah we really appreciate your time we'd like to say oh, mike uh thank you for joining us and one last thing to say would be uh, you was robbed yeah. uh, <laughs> 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 well maybe next go around but maybe next yeah. go around I'll, I'll let you into a little secret on the um the uh the, the, the one that we got the silver medal for obviously we came second to the beer that eventually won um, and it literally yeah, was yeah, by one yes. point. I was talking to the judges after, as they said, oh. that was, yeah, one was arguing for one, one was arguing for us. Um, but I did know that the next day was the Stella Challenge, and I knew we'd had a an absolute mare with that one. So that was, I knew that was our last <laughs> chance to get to get into the final. And it was like I had to be really pleased that we got silver, but I knew deep down that that was it, we were done. So, oh. And then we had to sit through the final episode, you know, knowing that. We were uh, everyone else on the back yeah <laughs> oh, well yeah. met some fantastic people yeah yeah was, uh, i mean you, you might not have got one in the uh in the final but you know we definitely enjoyed you know watching your journey there and good. uh it was uh it's fantastic stuff mm-hmm. cool well um hopefully um we've just bought a canning machine so as soon as i've got some beer and some cans we'll, we'll fire some up to you so if you uh oh. drop drop me a, a an address we'll we'll get some sent up to you Oh, that'd ah. be lovely. I'd yeah. really love Thank you. I really appreciate it. Might, might be a couple of weeks yet, but yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> Thank you. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> well I'm, I'm going down now to stare at the letterbox and wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that again. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Might mm-hmm. really appreciate that. It's, it's been a you know joy to uh, to watch you, um, watch the journey. We, hope we wish you all the best in the future. 
Um, but yeah, keep keep in touch. That'd be brilliant. We'd you know we'd love to kind of keep in touch with you and kind of see what you're up to. And um, yeah, any 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 free beer going, we'll happily <laughs> happily take that off your hands. Really? So uh, that's that's really lovely of you to uh, to offer that. Really appreciate that. Thank you. So that that was fun. Lo- lovely guy, but but Mikey boy, still waiting for those brews. Come on, man. I'm chomping at the bit. Maybe, maybe he didn't get our message in a bottle regarding postal addresses. You mean all those bottles of Japur that are washing up on the Dorset shore <laughs> haven't been found yet? I think it was a good effort, but we really need to come up with Wait. a better way of contacting yeah. people, Stu. Mm-hmm. You're the, the PR guy? Come cool. on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You'll get the final product. This nice little podcast will be tied in a bow and sent in an email to our man, Mike, to, to thank him for his time. And he can choose to decide whether to support us or ignore us. <laughs> his time and his recommendation of this mighty fine brewski, which, oh. uh, yeah, it, it's rock solid. I think um, mm. I like the fact it's a bit stronger then usually it gives it like a little bit of an extra kick it's quite yeah. bitter yeah i like definitely the, pale like it's not it's got a little bit of citrus there but it's not as kind of zingy as a lot of ipas are which i like mm-hmm. it's a bit more kind of pulled back so yeah. um it's good and it's got that crisp crispness there to it so i think it, you know it's literally like a ipa 101 to be yeah. honest pretty perfect ipa so i, I couldn't think of you know Anything that could be done to it to make it better, I think it's bang on. What about you? Yeah, I could see it being as like a nice, reliable IPA. For sure, it was just easy drinking. It wasn't too much. Mm. Uh, you know, sometimes when it is too hazy and it just comes a chore to sort of drink. I agree. This with one, yeah. yeah, it starts off a little strong, but you kind of get accustomed to the taste, and then it just becomes smooth sailing straight to the bottom of the tumbler and then you're wondering fuck this was only 330 mil i'm out give me more we hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have and we've only marginally enjoyed it so i think that may be accomplishable (laughs) it's at the lager logs for our socials but feel free to check out our glorious website, thelagerlogs.com, where everything we do is collected into a neat little package for you to mm. enjoy. Still, we've got a YouTube when, where, how, why, what, when. I said that one already. Sorry. Where? where. Yeah. Um, Who, whom? I mean, I've not tried it myself, but I'm sure if you type the Lager Logs into YouTube, you'll come across our channel. It We're happens. not famous enough to have our own uh, discernible URL. You can't just type in youtube.com slash the lagalogs. No, you need <laughs> at least a thousand friends for that. Soon, but soon. As Tom said, go to the because the important videos will be posted on our oh, yeah. website. So you oh, can yeah. find them from there. You know, smash that like button, you know, flick that little bell for subscription click the bell guys yeah it's coming from you know, Stu himself there's, Sage there's nothing, advice. nothing better when you hear that little ding ding go in your pocket and you wait ah oh, tom and Stu, what are they looking at this week that's a good Filthy feeling. buggers that's an underrated feeling 
I think personally. Um, so yeah, do that, guys. Uh, next week we've got another scorcher for you to check out. We interview podcaster, teacher, comic writer, professional organizer Jeff from the Brew Gooders, and we're pairing him with Vault Cities. Yep. Iron Brew Beer. Uh, mm. Once again, the log logs have got it on lock. Ness, Scotland. See you then. <laughs> bon voyage, booze hounds. Say goodbye, Stu. Goodbye. Just like that. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. I think that's the shortest we've ever recorded. <laughs>